Good day, all listeners. Welcome to Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. I am Quentin, the media specialist behind Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I just wanted to take this moment to welcome each and every one of you and thank each and every one of you all for listening in. If you're new, Creating a Prayer Culture for God is simply a podcast where we're teaching, preaching, and dissecting the Word of God and truly establishing what it is to have a prayer culture and to live a prayer culture. Um, We preach and teach the Word of God. We talk Jesus, some more Jesus, and a whole lot of extra Jesus. So I just wanted to welcome you all to Creating a Prayer Culture for God, and I truly hope that you enjoy it. And for your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, you name it, it's available. So tune in each and every day for new episodes. Welcome again. people that are out there 
uh, that play that play these these podcasts and listen to this word, and we're just believing God that it will not return void because. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, so shall God's word be that goes forth out of his mouth. It will not return void. And so we know God sends the word for a purpose. We know it's going to do what he pleased and, and accomplish the purpose for which he sent it. Psalms 107 and 20 says, I sent my word to heal your disease and rescue you from destruction. So there are people out there, man, that may be facing destruction, maybe facing some, some, some type of famine or disease out there in the land. But the love of God can minister to those things that bring about healing, bring about deliverance. Amen. And so we thank the Lord this morning for this platform and this opportunity. And we'd like to welcome all of you, even our listeners out there, to the podcast this morning. We would ask you to please share this. It is being recorded and and stored in the archives of our library, so you can access it at any time. (laughs) But we need and solicit your cooperation this morning to spread the message, spread the word, and share it with others. And again, we're asking you to go out and meet three new people today and share the love of Christ with them this morning. Amen. So let's go ahead and chime in this morning and get you to this word this morning and get uh, kind of get you out to your houses of worship today in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we just come this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. First of all, Father, to acknowledge you that you're God, and besides you there is no other God. We thank you this morning, uh, Heavenly Father, for you have blessed us, Lord God, this morning. You blessed us, oh Lord God, with life and health and strength. And we just thank you because you're still keeping our souls this morning. You're still keeping us strong in the Lord this morning by your spirit. So we thank and praise you this morning. Father, we just want to make known to you our adoration and love on this day. And now, Father, we pray to you, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Holy Spirit, we ask you this morning to just have your way. Teach us right now how to pray as we ought to pray because we don't know how to pray as we should but we know you intercede for us all the time around the clock you intercede for us because you pray through us and for us and with us according to the will of the father so we thank and praise you this morning that our spirit now bear witness with you the spirit of the living god this morning knowing my god that if we pray and ask the father for anything he heareth us and he answers those things and shows us great and mighty things that we know not of. So we give you all the praise, glory, and the honor this morning, Father. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask you to sanctify this word because this word is truth. Sanctify us with this word this morning because your word is truth this morning. And let love saturate and permeate every heart and soul and spirit and mind out there that will receive these present greetings this morning from the word of our Father this morning. So we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning that your word will not come back forward. It will fall on good ground. And so, Father, we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father God, that we receive your love every day. And it is a, it is abundantly enough and sufficient for all of us. And so we thank you for it now. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray this morning. Amen and amen. All right, then, I want you to get the Bible and uh, let's go over. Amen. Let's go over to the... Um,
church. Amen. And so we thank the Lord this morning uh, for Paul's letter to the church of Thessalonica. And so we want to deal with that subject this morning. He says, remember, it is the presence of the Lord. Amen. That stirs up the work in a strong church. Amen. If you want to see how strong the church is, check out the love in that church. Check, you know, check out the peace in that church. Check out the unity and the harmony in that church. Check out how people interact with each other in that church. These are the signs of a strong church. And it is the presence of love that stirs up the heart of the people to do work because they love the Lord and therefore they love the work for the Lord. So we want to deal with that topic this morning. The, remember, the presence of the Lord or the presence of love in a church stirs up the work in a strong church. You know, remember, the presence of love stirs up the work in a strong church. Amen. And we all aspire to be a strong church, even though we're gathered on this line and we're all in various geographical locations, but we also make up a body of Christ, too. This is a gathering. This is the Iglesia, the called out, set aside, consecrated, separated, anointed ones to do what we're doing. So we are a church, amen, because we're called out. That's what it means to be an assembly, a called out, instead of for a sacred purpose, meet for the master's use. And that's what this prayer culture is all about, even though we all are in different geographical locations. But when we come to this line at 6 a.m. in the morning, we're functioning as a church, as an assembly of called out, set aside, consecrated, separated men and women for this sacred purpose. And so we thank the Lord this morning that we represent a strong presence of the body of Christ on this podcast and on this line. So let's go here and examine Paul's letter, man, and see uh, what he's telling them about being a, we talked the other week about a model church, amen. This is a model church that he's dealing with here or he's calling them to be that model church. And we remember what that means, to be an example for others. Amen. Communicate Christ in the earth because there's no other way people are going to know. And so that's what a model church is. It patterns everything after the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a reflection. It's an example of his love. And we want to continue that argument this morning. So let's go here and read uh, some of Paul, about 10 verses of Paul's letter to that church. And he goes on, and I love the way he starts this out right here. He says, and his focus is on the work that they're going to do, but there are some tenets about ministry that have to be in place if the work is to be done in the work. You want the work to be done in a strong, forceful manner, effective manner, not just uh, going through the motions. Some people just go through the motions. They get in a routine and they do nothing different. They just stay the same. They don't, there's no maturity there. There's no increase. There's no growth. They just stay the same because they become complacent and comfortable with what they're doing, and they don't want to do anymore. They want to keep things just the way they are. But Paul is saying, no, 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 we want to be a model church, man. When Jesus was on this earth, man, he never slumbered, he never slept. He worked all the time. And so we want and the work he did was motivated by love. He loved the Father. He loved the work. He loved the people. He loved to be involved in their lives. He loved to see them healed, delivered, set free you know, while he was on the earth. And so that is who we are now. First uh, John 4, 17, that as he is, so are we in the earth. And so let's take a look at what Paul is saying here. What are the things that need to be in place so that the end result will be that, that we can remember the presence of love stirs up the work in a strong church. So let's take a look at it here. Verse 1, he says, Paul and Salvana and Timothea, 
unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he makes this salutation right here, this opening statement, and he's talking here, man, with a couple of his ministers here. You see Paul and he got Venus and Timothy. We know these are these are ministers that work with him. And uh, these ministers had a solid foundation. They had a relationship with Jesus Christ that was based on love. And they were motivated to do this work, man. And so we see them here with Paul. And uh, they're beginning to address the Thessalonians here. And what he's, he, what he's chosen here is these three people. They're very faithful ministers. You know, you got to have people, man, if you want a strong church, you know, that keeps the presence of love flowing through that church. You got to have strong, faithful ministers, man. And this is what Paul is starting out here, man, letting us know that we got to have faithful ministers and faithful saints and faithful people that buy into the vision. Amen. He said it is a church of the people. He tells you right there, it is a church of the people. He said unto the church of Thessalonians in which God the Father and in Jesus Christ our Lord. So he, he says it's a church for the people that ain't for us if it, it is founded on God in Christ. Okay, he goes on right to the state, Father, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's telling you right there, okay, that it's got to be founded on God and Jesus Christ, his son, teachings about him. That's where the strength comes from, because we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We know that Jesus so loved the world that he died on the cross, you know, to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all our rights. So this is definitely a church, okay, that's based on and founded on the teachings of, of the apostle about God and his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And then he goes on to say, you know, this needs, uh, you know, it says uh, it needs God's supreme gift in the church, which is grace and peace. You know, those are supreme gifts. They, they, range, they, they, they range above everything else. Amen. Grace and peace. Amen. Because we know grace is sufficient. We know that God wants us to seek peace and pursue it. Amen. Because that brings that spiritual harmony. You know, that brings that exhortation of love and harmony and unity. Because God will command those blessings there. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Amen. He'll keep you in perfect peace. That peace that transcends all understanding. That garrisons and mouth guard over your heart and your mind at all times. And so Paul is setting this up now. And letting them know, man, that there should be gifts present of God in that church. Amen. But the edifying of the people. Verse 2, he says, and now he, he's letting you see right here, love in that church, the presence of love, stirs you as ministers, stirs you as members, stirs you as saints to want to do some work. Now, the work, one of the works that have to be done is what we're doing right now. It's prayer. So look at verse 2. He says, we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayer. So there it is. It's stirring see the presence of love right there. It's stirring up this work now. And it begins with prayer. Okay, this builds you into a strong church because love for the for the Lord, love for, for God the Father, love for the saints, love for the ministers. When you've got this environment of love, it begins to stir up some work that makes you a strong church. And as we're beginning to see here, Here's one of the works that they're doing right off the bat. It is praying exactly what we're doing this morning, motivated by our love for God, love for God's people, love for each other, and love for the work, and love for those that this podcast is reaching out there right now. And it's stirring us to pray. We get together.
together every morning at 6 a.m. and we pray. So we can see the parallel here. Look at verse 3. He says, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. Remembering without ceasing. Don't stop. Your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. So he's letting you see right there, man. Remember now, here's what arouses people to do work. Number one, he says, is stirred by faith. Number two, he said, is stirred by love. And number three, he says, is stirred by hope. My God, he said, remember that now. It is the presence of love that stirs up the work in a strong church. And he also says, stirs the faith. And it also stirs up hope, too. But remember now, love is the greatest. Not by the faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You know, the greatest two commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Every other commandment hinges on love. And so he said it is, to remember, it is the presence of that love, amen, that stirs up the work in a strong church, amen. And we're seeing the transition that Paul and them is making right here to the Thessalonians. And then he goes on in verse 4, he says, now here's, here's, what he, where you, where you, here's where the level of maturity comes. He says, knowing, okay, be informed, being well informed, knowing, okay, that you know, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. And that word election, that what he's talking about, knowing that God chose you for this work, you didn't choose him. God chose you out of love, you didn't choose him, he chose you. He chose me. He chose us. And he's choosing others out there right now that are receiving this on our, through our podcast. Those 1,002 plays that are out there, God has chosen them to be a part of this. He's drawn them in. And so that's what Paul is saying. Knowing you've got to know now, brethren, beloved, he called them, your election of God. You're chosen of God. You're the chosen of God. You know, nobody gets on this accidentally. Everybody that's out there right now that's benefiting from this is chosen by God. Every one of you that's on this call this morning, you're chosen by God to be here. Amen. Verse 5, he goes on to say, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Also, you know, you know God had to choose us. It had to be uh, a, a work stirred up in us by love. Because you know where we came from. You know our history. You know our background. You know we used to persecute y'all saints. All the saying. He said, but hey, you know, we have ministers who preach the gospel as it should be preached. Paul said, that, that's us now. But we were not always like this. You know, he said, uh, did not preach just words, but we preached in power, in the Holy Spirit, and in deep conviction. Yeah, because we were sinners and we got saved us. So I had a deep conviction, Paul said, inside of me. That, that stirred me up, man, to do the work, you know. And so he's he landed out there. He's not trying to say I was always saved. He's trying to say I wasn't saved, but when I got saved, I was saved. He not saved me one time, Paul is saying. And then he goes on to say, and live what they preach. He's saying we lived what we preach, you know. He said, in manner of men, we were among you for your sake. We lived what we preached. Once God saved us, we began to remember, you know. We remember, okay. That it is the presence of love that stirs up the work in a strong church. Also, we began to live what we preach. That's what made it so strong. Then he goes on in verse 6 and he says, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received 
the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. And he said, look, now you know, we, when, when, when we were convicted, good ministers, saved, uh, motivated by love, uh, living what we preach, he said, now you receive the word, meaning the gospel, despite opposition and persecution, because it was our conviction. You knew we cared. You know, that, well, you knew we were stirred by love to do this work. And that made you strong in the church. You started following us as we followed Christ. You started receiving the gospel. And that made you strong. And that made you mature. That made you to know that you were chosen of God to hear such a powerful, loving gospel. Then he goes on in verse 7. He says, so that ye were examples. There it is now. Model church, you know, example, following Jesus' example of love. He says, so that ye were examples, or in examples, but it's examples what he's talking about. To all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. He said they became examples to other believers. And this is what we're doing right now. We're becoming uh, examples to other believers because we're examples of the love of the Father. And we're communicating this, we're reflecting this over our podcast, you know, uh, out there this morning so that those, those, those thousands and, and, and plus two, uh, you know, plays out there, man, can continue to receive this word this morning, amen, that they will know that they've been chosen by the Father uh, to receive his love. And so he's saying that they became examples to other believers. That's why I charge you every day to go out and meet three new people, to be an example, to communicate the love of the Father, amen. Verse 80 says, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God, God, Godward is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. And so Paul is saying, look here, you know, you're supposed to be examples to other believers. He said, you know, you need to sound forth the word uh, yourself. You know, go tell people, don't don't just receive this word now and not share it with nobody, you know. Don't just keep it to yourself. Paul is saying, no, go share it with others, man. Then he said, their testimony was spread abroad. You let your testimony be spread abroad. When you share love with someone, I guarantee you, man, if it hits home to that heart and that spirit, they're going to go tell somebody else about it. They might be able to tell somebody to get on the line. Amen. Because of your your passion that shines through, you know, you're motivated because, you know, the love of God is present in you. And therefore, man, you're motivated, man, to share that love. You're, the word we were using is you're stirred to do it. Amen. That's the labor of love that you share what you learn with others. That's your testimony right there. Amen. Then he goes on in verse 9 and says, But they themselves show up us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. And Paul said, look, now, when he said, remember that the presence of love stirs up the work in a strong church. Talking about the labors of love by faith in there. And look at what it says. They turned to God from idols. That's the result. It caused those listeners, it caused those people out there that was hurting, that was without love, that did not know God had chosen them, elected them to be a part of that, caused them to turn from idols to God. Whatever they were doing, it, it stirred them to turn away from it and turn to God. And we believe <laughs> that there are many others right now that hearing this message for the first time, all of these messages collectively are turning away from, from those 
idols out there turning away from whatever atheism, whatever else is out there, believing there's no God. They're becoming to know God and they're turning because they know they're being chosen by God. That's the only way we can come because we have to choose us. We don't choose ourselves. Amen. And he said, they turn to serve the living and true God, not serve Pastor Matthew, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Pastor But we want people to turn away from the world, the love of the world, the things of the world, and turn to God to serve the true and the living God. Last verse, verse 10. It says, and to what for this son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath of the wrath to come. And so it says they turn to wait for Christ's return. They turn to escape the wrath of God to come. And that's really what it's all about right there. Amen. Amen. That's the key right there. Escaping the wrath of God. When the presence of love is in that church, man, it stirs the work of a of a strong church. It does. It stirs it up. It stirs it up. So, Father, we thank you this morning, and we praise you this morning for the word of the Lord that we've already heard. Father, we're asking you now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, you said that in your word that love is the greatest test in the church, Lord God, of a strong church. We're recognized by love. Our strength is, in, is based on how we love you, God, and how we reflect that love and how we love each other and how we love our neighbors and even those, God, that are that have not come into the fold yet, God, we still supposed to pray for them and, and, and extend and share and outreach with love towards them. And so, Father, we thank you because this is how you're going to draw them and, and this is how you do us by loving kindness and we were chosen. So we come now in the name of Jesus, Father God, reminded of your word uh, in John, the book of John, chapter 13, verse 35, where you said, By this shall men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you that the argument continues in the 21st chapter of John, verse 16. He says, He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, feed my sheep. And so, Father, we thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, that this is the message to the church, Lord God. When the presence of love is in the church, it has stirred the church, Lord God, to be a, the labor and love to be a strong church in the earth, Lord God. As we learn in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, you said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And so, Father, we, we learned in the text this morning that Paul had selected uh, three ministers that he knew, Lord God, hallelujah, that had experienced the love of God, and he used them to communicate his message to the Thessalonian people that were gathered at the church that they taught them, Lord God, how to remember, Lord God, the labor of faith and the labor of love, Lord God, and, and to restore the hope that they they had lost, Lord God. And so, Father, we thank you that even this morning, Lord God, that we are restoring the, the, the faith and the love and the hope that so many have lost out there, Lord God, because they're so caught up right now in a vicious cycle of evil out there, Lord God. And so, Father, we know that they need love right now. So we're praying that that love will begin to be poured out, that love will begin to be shared. 
And that, Father, we lift up your holy name over all these places right now that are war-torn and that are going through right now, Lord God, and that are facing the test of their life. We're praying this morning, Lord God, that some kind of way that the message of love will reach their hearts and stir them, Lord God, to, to do some work, Lord God, for the Lord, to do some labor of love, Lord God, that they may improve their their overall status in life, Lord God. And so, Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because you said love covers a multitude of fault, Lord God. You said love thy neighbor as thyself. Love those who persecute and pray for them. As we saw Paul and the ministers were stirred to pray. Father, we're stirred this morning to pray, Lord God, according to the book of First Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. You said now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of a faith faith unfrightened, God. So, Father, we thank and pray that our faith and confidence is in you, that who drew us and chose us by love. And we thank and pray that right now, men and women are being drawn to you as we lift up your name above these situations and circumstances that are befalling us in this earth. Father, we thank you that in the name of Jesus this morning, your word says in the first book of John, chapter 3, verse 14, that we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. And he that loveth his brother abided in death. The love is not his brother abided in death. And so, Father, we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning. Even in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, you said, If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. But he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And so, Father, we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor this morning for your word this morning, Father. We just thank you and we just praise you this morning, Lord God. You're letting us know, Father, that where there is the presence of love, Lord God, hallelujah, we are stirred, Lord God, to do strong work in a strong church. And so we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor this morning, Father God, for your word this morning. You let us know, Lord God, remember, as Paul reminded them, remember saints of God, remember people of God, remember chosen elect of God. You said, Lord God, remember the presence of love stirs up the work in a strong church. We thank you for the word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that it arouses people to work, Lord God. It stirs up them up by faith. It stirs them up by love and by hope. And again, Father, you said it. Now we're by this faith, hope, and love. These three, the greatest of these is love. And so, Father, we're just praying this morning, Lord God, that this message will reach many that when there is the presence of love, it stirs up the work in a strong church. The ministers are strong, therefore the people are strong, and therefore the work is strong, and therefore the love that has influence over people, Lord, is strong. Because you said, by loving kindness, have I drawn thee. And so we thank you right now that many are being drawn right now. Many are changing their minds right now. Many are turning away from the idols and, the, and, 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 and putting confidence and trust in men and in people and in things, oh God. And they're turning right now from their system of idolatry, false religion, Lord God, and, and philosophy, oh Lord God, and lies, false prophecies, and, and false teachings. And they're turning away from the tradition of men. And they're turning towards you, God, who loves them unconditionally as you love these men and women, that, Lord God, in this church, Lord God, who are not always saved. But Father, in the name of Jesus, what you told them, they went about doing the work, laboring in love, Lord God, stirred up by faith, stirred up by love, and stirred up by hope, Lord God, that there will be those who will turn 
away from the things of this world. A life of sin is turned to you. It is our prayer this morning, Lord God. Even now, we're calling them in from the north, south, east, and west. We're praying that the power and the strength of your love would stir them right now to turn away and turn towards you, Father. As we once did, we're praying that they now too. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for this message this morning. Remember, Lord God, where the presence of love is, it stirs up the work. Lord God, a labor of love that needs to be done in a strong church. And we want to be that strong church by used by you. Now bless everyone that's on this line this morning. Bless our hearers out there. And Lord, let this word fall on good ground. It is our return for it until it do what you please. And the purpose of which you spend it, we thank you for those right now that are being drawn as a result of this word. And we lift your name up, Lord God, over them right now. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.